fuck is that? The podcast has started. Oh, so quite right. that. This is Black Hoodie Rap. That's your line, by the way. But I have to do it because you fucked it up, so. Wow. This is Black Hoodie Rap. It's Black Hoodie Rap. Episode, what, 13? Uh, yeah. 1-3? A little disclaimer, though. Uh-oh. We, um... Oh, gosh. I bought a $60 bottle of wine and drank the whole thing in exactly 14 minutes. 17 minutes. 17 minutes, so I'm a little inebriated. Um, Kyle also partook in the festivities, and now we're on a second bottle of wine. So... Um, and you have a tournament on ice. Bear with us. But it's on ice, though, so. Yeah. 13. Episode 13. Episode 13. Wow. Media Moron Mountain. Media Moron Mountain. Elaborate on that. All right. Well, for, the, for the niggas that don't, you know. <laughs> well, it's shout out to Space Jam. Yeah, shout out to Michael Jordan, man. It's Space Jam, right? Shout out to Jerry Krause. Nah. We have to shout out we have to. All right, man. We would have to, though. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Well, whatever. Rest in peace, Jerry Krause. Um, yeah, he yeah. died? Yeah. When? Like five years ago? When was when was Michael Jordan inducted into the Hall of Fame? Uh, I thought it was 15. Oh, I wow. could be wrong about that. Rest in peace, Jerry Krause, man. But yeah, he he passed away after after the in, after after he was inducted, I think, mm. something like that. Not too long after he was inducted. That's God. Jerry Ryan's That's karma. Alive. That's really karma. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Jerry Krause, <laughs> but Jerry Ryan's though, I believe, is still alive. Okay. And that's the owner. But yeah, break down the Moron Mountain but, shit to the niggas that don't have I mean, the uh, luxury of knowing how deep the Space Jam reference. All right. Well, basically, shout out to LeBron, by the way. Moron Mountain is. Well, if you haven't seen the movie, basically, that's what it is, where it's coming from. Where they, he made a deal, Mr., what was his name? He uh, sold his soul. No. Okay, it's a situation where he would have sold his soul. <sighs> Technically, he if he lost. Jordan, if he lost to the Monstars, he would have to go to Moron Mountain. And work for free, basically. And pretty much be a slave. Always lose right. in basketball games, right. take pictures, sign autographs until right, his right, right. hands fell off type thing. Right. But, yeah, along those lines, if you haven't seen Because at the time, Space Jam. listen to me, because at the time, Jordan was the GOAT. And what's more satisfying than beating the GOAT? You know, so. Shout out to Space Jam, man. Shout out to Northern Parkway. Lunchtime. When we couldn't go outside, we watched that movie every fucking day. So, um, <laughs> yeah. recess movie? Yes. Wonderful. Every single day. They never changed the movie. Well, like, not once. Space Jam is very iconic. I mean, okay, like Mike every now and then, but more often than not, it was Space Jam. Still centered around Michael Jordan yes. somehow. Cool. Shout out to Mike, man. Shout yeah, out to Mike. Cultural icon. Yeah, definitely. Um, so what do you want to start off with? What, 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 what's, what is it exactly? What is it exactly that we are going to start off with? Marketing? Let's talk about, about the title. You know... Shout out to the alliteration. Why is it called Media More Amount? Because you came up with that. Social media. Social okay. media. And we, I know we briefly touched on are this. Are we talking about artists selling their souls? How deep are we getting with this shit? I mean, if you want to go that far into it, then we can. I'm willing to go as I far mean, as I mean, I'm, I'm definitely dumping into this pool of dark water, blindfolded. So Okay. <laughs> well, 
the first hashtag we have here is artists breaking on social media. So this is a new thing. Oh, yeah, not many artists, well, nowadays, a lot of artists are being broken on on social media. Specifically TikTok. Now. We're saying now, yeah, so specifically yeah. TikTok. It would be TikTok. How do you feel about that? It kind of, it, I guess it would work a little bit. Really? Because I disagree. I said, no, I said, I guess it would work. I'm not 100% sure that if it actually does or not. Because when they're on, TikTok is always this, it's, it's literally the handheld version of flipping through channels right and that one minute of where you're watching a show oh, i don't like it scroll oh, i don't like this scroll oh i like this i'm gonna double tap right not gonna watch the whole thing but scroll like <laughs> so that's the thing about how tiktok works you can okay. watch it you can interact with it and you know i guess that's where the popularity you get your, your views up your numbers up your shares up and if you deviate or not deviate you would direct somebody from tiktok to instagram or to, to your other social media platforms mm-hmm. which would further your uh engagement with the actual artist okay and discovering them let me chime in on how i feel about the whole shit so i think that um you know we're in a new age and if you're an artist or any type of espresso you have to be able to learn how to use these tools Right, mm-hmm. however, meaning social media, right? Yeah. yeah. However, I do think a lot of the people that get broken on social media, especially TikTok, have to be very careful because the longevity aspect is not really there. Because something is always a challenge, and then it's not. So, you have to think about your artistry and what you represent, what you stand for, and whether or not having this one challenge is going to really impact your career, or if it, or if it's just going to be something that spearheads it. Because a lot of people I see. You know, they have this one song that ends up in this challenge, and then after the challenge is gone, they're gone. So they're kind of right. connected to something that was here momentarily. Okay. And so that's dangerous. I see what you mean. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, like, versus someone who came up on the ground or who came up on the street or, you know, they have the, the respect from a, a, an entire area of people versus just a moment on social media. So that's why it's a little tricky. Like, I know people who have broken through social media but then later on like a couple months down the line they weren't really doing anything their numbers completely tanked but then i also know people who use it to their advantage well dudes actually have i believe it's one guy that was like responsible for like seven of the tiktok challenges yeah no so i know who you're talking like, about like i believe that was the case so the I arab mean, guy I, yeah i think yeah so. i know who you're talking so about. I think shout out to it. him see he's doing it the right way he right. obviously is versed in marketing and branding. But a lot of people, they're part of one challenge and you don't know who they are because you're more fixated on... Like, okay, for example, oh, do you girl. know who the, the person behind the Silhouette Challenge song is? No, you don't. Because you never fucking cared. Because you care more about the challenge. Okay. Like we all do. Uh, <laughs> right? So, okay. Okay, right. so now taking that information, how far does the person go past TikTok? They might get the streams off of TikTok but past that part, what do they get? Because nobody's going to find the Instagram of the person who created the song for the Silhouette Challenge. Nobody gives a fuck. They give a, a, more of a fuck about the content. So it's mm-hmm. a dangerous game to play. Like, oh, it is. You know what I'm saying? Especially like, on TikTok, it's a lot, it's a lot yeah. harder. Because, because you only have a few seconds to make about an impression. A yeah, you got about a minute. If you choose to have a minute, yeah, you have yeah. a minute. At the, at the very least, well, yeah. no, at, the very, at the most, you have yeah. a minute. 
Yeah. And at the most you have a minute, at the very least, you have 15 seconds. So yeah. I think it's a resource, but I think it should only be a resource. I don't think you should use social media as, you know, like your grounds for a label. I no. think you should be you should be self-sufficient outside of social media and then you use social media as a tool. I think people who look to social media to break themselves I don't know, I kind of feel like they're stepping in the uncharted waters. Well, it's 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 kind of like what you have to do now though. Yeah, you have to. Like okay, I cuz I, I mean the reason why I'm saying that is and I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but nah, like, go ahead, go ahead. it's like it's like you have to do it this way. Of course. Like the stories have always changed. Right. Like it's, it's it's different from no like nobody's sitting here waiting outside of Drake's trailer. Like yo, here, listen to this. Let me spit this for you. Now mm. it's more so like all right, everybody, you hear my shit. Tag Drake in it, or you know, or tag Kanye, or mm-hmm. or, or tag ASAP Rocky. Or like mm-hmm. tag these people so they can hear me. No, hundred percent. So it's it's a total. It's, you're gonna have. To, they have to learn. And it's kind of it's quite impressive. A lot of these people have to learn new ways to market themselves. No, yeah, at a more bri- at a brighter doing shit that the labels would charge you to do. Yeah, in a broader span, it's impressive. However, I still feel like there got to be a separation between church and state. Like, you can't just be an artist and rely on social media because there's an entire world that exists outside of social of media. Think about when concerts come back. You understand what I'm saying? Like, How are you going to promote the concert? Exactly. I feel you. However, those are two different worlds. Mm. Because the nigga that you are on social media versus the nigga you are on stage is completely different. Hopefully. The, no, I'm saying the perspective, even from the artist's perspective, is completely different. I could sell a ton of tickets on social media, right? But if y'all come to the concert and y'all don't like the performance, now there's a problem. On social media. There's a drop-off. You feel what I'm saying? So you kind of have to be weary of a shit like that. Mm, okay. You have to be. No, I guess I, now I, because of the the, the pandemic and the way everything is. Obviously, your you know your best means right now is social media or gaming. You know what I'm saying? Like streaming, gaming, social same media. Thing. Right. Part, same thing. Right, but I feel like people shouldn't get too comfortable relying on a social media aspect though, because people still want to feel connected to the artist at the end of the day. That's what sells more than anything. But that's hard to do. Nah, it's not hard to do if you're a real artist. Are we saying it was hard for J. Cole to connect with niggas? Is that what we're doing? Different time. I don't think so. There's this different time. I this, think that it everybody almost, can connect. Depending, but, you just have to figure out how. But it's almost solely digital now. Okay. Everything is almost, like I said, it's a complete different story from him waiting outside of the studio, waiting for Jay-Z to come out. Now nah, you're right. Here, take my CD. You're right. A, but what tangible you want, thing to use. Nah, but I'm gonna tell you why it's not different. <laughs> because as an artist, what you want, like for for me example, what you want, you want to capture niggas and captivate niggas on social media, but you want to connect with niggas off of social media. Of course. Because that's where the money is. Right. You want to know how much a stream is worth, nigga? What, like one one hundredth of a penny? Nah, it's less than that. Okay. It depends on the, the platform we're talking about. But for Apple Music, we're talking like point oh 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 two five cents. Title pays us the most. Spotify pays us the second most. So you have to understand, connecting with niggas on social media is cool, but like what you really want to do is connect with niggas off of social media. So like use it, like I said, use this shit as a tool, but at the same time don't rely on it solely because that's not really where your bread and butter is. And it's always something that's gonna be new on social media because people's attention spans is really fucking short. And TikTok it's TikTok always it changing, my nigga. <laughs> I think TikTok made it a whole nah, lot shorter. Vine made it short, my nigga. No, no, shorter. Oh, sure. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
If I made it short, yeah, but you know, yeah, but then yeah, again, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. again, like I said, TikTok. Yeah, and in the way that Instagram's algorithms are set up now, it's like, yo, like, it's very difficult to remain in the face of somebody who's a fan, you know, because of the way they split shit up. But I just feel like as an artist, you got to use shit as a tool if you want longevity. If you want to just pop some type of overnight success, cool, do what you got to do. But if you want longevity, you kind of got to play a different game, you know? Yeah, you gotta. That's when. That's where you expand the marketing of it all. Where you, yeah, you have to. You would use your your social your social media in order to direct yourself, or direct the people to what it is you want them to see. Right. I.e. your stream. You know your your other streaming platforms, your digital streaming services and stuff like that, where you may have your music, where you may have like, or you know, you may transfer them to a YouTube page, or you know, just something of something of that nature, and then you know organize meetups and stuff like that but that's where you would have to you know that's where the divide happens that's where the situation changes right to where it is you know yeah so that being said let's talk about um the absence of label presence and self-marketing on platforms how do you feel about that because whereas maybe 10 years ago you might have needed the label and needed the machine behind you you can kind of create the machine if you have the amount of creativity necessary to do I so. I feel that that has definitely changed, and I do believe that seems a little bit more gender specific. One hundred percent. Because see, I agree with that. No, a lot of people wouldn't see that. No, because the reason why I'm saying that, and it's because and I know <laughs> this is not a shot at anybody, but I noticed a big difference between rappers, especially female rappers. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the main thing of why Nicki Minaj got where she was, mm-hmm. besides the fact that she is talented, nobody's mm-hmm. saying that she isn't talented. I'm not saying that she isn't talented. Mm-hmm. But she had a major label backing her. Yeah, she had a there, whole machine behind there her. There were probably like artists like now, mm-hmm. you know, Rhapsody, even when Meg started mm-hmm. before, like they didn't have major labels. Sweetie. But, and, and Sweetie. A but, lot of people. But me, uh, when Meg in Meg's situation, or even Cardi B, mm-hmm. but like the difference was Cardi B had a, a media following. Mm-hmm. That's why it helped her get you know propelled to where she was. Mm-hmm. But artists, I'm trying to remember the the girl's name. I, I t- there was a rapper that I used to listen to, and I, I forgot her name. But she had she was behind. She was like in the shadow necessarily of Nicki Minaj, right? And then and it was un it's unfortunate because. A lot of the rappers kind of they kind of came and went, right? The female rappers they came in, it was on a track one time, and then just well they faded away. Labels do a good job of prioritizing. Well, they yeah. do a, they do a fantastic job of also cornering the market. Mm-hmm. This is what they're this is what they're designed to do. You know what I'm saying? Like this is what they're literally designed to do. So that's not a surprise. Okay, I mean, my, but my, I do agree with you when you say that this is something that's gender specific because I feel like let me see how I can say this and be politically correct. I think it's easier. No, no, no. I think it's easier. I'm just saying I wouldn't be worried. Me personally, I'm not. Nah, I know, about being I know, I know. But I think it's more. a little bit easier, and it's a lot of people would disagree. But I think it's so much easier for women to break into the game and be a dependent versus men because. What you can use to market yourself, not objectifying nobody, but what you can do to market yourself is a lot more vast 
versus what a man can do. Right. Okay. So, you, you get what so I'm saying? Just like, to, no, I'm saying just to clarify, you're not saying that you have to do it. No, you way. don't have to do that no, at all. And but then, what they choose to do they is choose, that. What is choose? Well, what? What? And it almost an always option. works. It's like foolproof. I mean, but that's that's kind it's of it's literally mis- foolproof. Though. Okay, that's been a thing for for years now. And, and and that's not even and it's not even just to push the actual woman. It could be to push your product, to push your service, whatever it was. Well, we all know that sex sells. Yeah. So I mean, I understand what you're saying. They, it does open up a lot more, more, uh, more avenues for right. them to pr- to prosper, opposed to a man the same way. If the man were to do the same thing, because. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, but rappers, we'd have to, ain't, rappers we, ain't built like that. And the, the the equivalent of a rapper doing that is to talk about drugs and guns. It's the equivalent of selling out. No disrespect to nobody, but that's what it would be. Talking about oh, you drugs mean the equivalent of selling your body? Yes, yes, drugs and guns. That's what we would have to do. That's what I would have to do if I wanted to do that. That would, it would be drugs and guns. Well, this is coke talk now. I mean, from here on out, you talking about coke? You know, after I'm this album, push it, I'm on my push t shirt. No, no, no. After this, not after. On this album. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking, no, no, no. But I'm talking solely after. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah, yeah, after yeah, this that, album, that, 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 solely that, that, that. the next also, one, this, the next please, album. The, listen, don't take that. It's called listen, Five I'm, Bricks in a Hat. <laughs> okay. Listen, pushing don't, kilo. Don't take that. Shit. Heavy coke being moved right now. Listen, it's two bottles gone right now. Don't take none of this shit seriously, please, y'all. Like I'm not about to like. You I know, ain't moving none of that shit. <laughs> this I'll move it if I have to. Okay. <laughs> But no, no, no. Back to what we was talking about because this is this is important shit. I feel like it's a little bit yeah, easier for don't women. Don't feel like selling baby powder, nigga. <laughs> I feel like it's a little <laughs> bit easier for women to be independent than men because you kind of have a little bit more to rely on. You know, like if all else fails, type situation. I have a fail safe. We don't really have a fail safe. No. You know, and that's coming from my perspective, my personal perspective. No, I, I kind of I agree, sort of. To, you know, to an extent, I agree because obviously, it's it's just that. There's you, yeah, yeah. You could just you could just do more. Yeah. And and and. Do you and know get how what you want? I guess. You know? Besides smiling, let me tell you something. I could smile and I get a little bit more than what I got before. Do you know how impressive a nigga has to be if he's not rapping about drugs and guns and violence and street shit? Him actually doing it, or him actually seeing it, or him seeing it. No, I'm talking about his his music and his artistry. Do you know how impressive a nigga has to be? Would you say? Let that? me tell you, a nigga has to be J Cole, Kendrick Lamar. No, because Kendrick Lamar started off with that mantra. Oh, he did. Yes, he oh, did. Nigga, I, nigga I, I Good Kid, Mad City I, revolves around the street life. I didn't. Now, of course, Kendrick's way deeper than that, but I'm saying like. You have to literally be J. Cole if you want to reach that stature without going there. Kanye kind of did that, too. A little bit. Mm, yeah, okay, but that's a little bit. I'm my not, point. I'm just saying. How impressive does a nigga have to be to not sell himself short, to not sell out? You got to be on the level of a J. Cole or a Kanye. To rap about everything other than... You got to be the Bill Cosby of rap. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I for my own personal brand, I, I have to I mean, disagree. Okay, I'm talking about as far as the comedic relief goes. Obviously, not an actual personal. Oh, uh, you know, I'm talking about you have to not curse in your in your tracks. No, you know? it's, it's or not. You got you got to be the Will. You got to be Will Smith. You have to, Will Smith was actually pretty nah, decent. Fuck the Will Smith shit, bro. I'm just you saying. You got to be literally 
the greatest at whatever the fuck you doing in order to not do that. Okay. Versus where a woman might, yo, she just got to be fire. She's got to be fire (laughs) and be able to accentuate that through her lyrics. It's a completely different ball game, bro. Yeah, but all that, all that shit aside, because it's not really about the gender shit. Like we're talking about marketing and media, right? But I'm sorry, but that that revolves around it. I'm, but to get back to your original question, I I just feel that it's that you're it's more it could be it's more gender specific. If you think so? Because yeah. Well, okay, you you I'm on the inside looking out. You on the outside looking in. So tell us how you feel. Well, because for me, I don't, I don't really see anything besides what I'm doing, honestly, because I'm not fixated on nothing else. So, to to read it, what's what's the, I didn't what's the question again? So we're on talking the, about on to make sure right now we're right. at self management on platforms. So, pretty much how niggas, to be independent. Okay, yeah, so niggas doing what the label used to do. Okay, so it's a little bit different because, as I guess as a male, you can seem more aggressive. Hold on, hold on, I gotta cut you off for a second. Okay. Self-management on labels, meaning usually labels would go through a period of artist development. You know, when I was about to be with a certain kind of label, we had a conversation about artist development and the fact that they didn't really have to do that because I'd done most of that. So artist development, because that's what everybody's doing now, because nobody's really waiting on labels anymore. Everybody wants to be independent. That's the new cool thing to do is to be independent and actually get somewhere. So we're talking about media management by yourself. Not including a label. Right, doing, doing, basically doing all the groundwork by yourself. Everything. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So you, as a like, I notice as a male, it's a little bit different. I can't say easier, but a little bit different. You could come off more aggressive. Like you could start promoting your stuff right. more and more and more and more. Like you could oversaturate the market per se. Okay. And you won't get necessarily the same response as a woman. And and I, and I'm saying this because I do follow other women on social media that are rappers. Right, a lot of them aren't necessarily. They don't. A lot of them don't use their bodies to sell their music. Right. Some of them just rap. Now, some of them might be pretty, but that's not necessarily their highlight. Right. But how they rap is what it is that we focus on. Right. So, but I notice with a lot when it comes to the guys, they're always like, "Yo." You know, listen to this, like, care, you know, like, share, comment, like, share, comment, share it everywhere you got to do. You know what I'm saying? And they oversaturate the market. They give you all these singles. They give you all these snippets all at one time where it seems like, you know, when a woman does that, it doesn't get as successful unless they have another guy backing it. Right. And vice versa, in a sense. If you have a nice looking girl in the video that you're posting, like the snippet that you're on, it grabs the attention of people. And I mean, that's I feel like that's just basic like marketing situations, but I do feel that it is gender specific. I feel like men tend to be more aggressive when it comes to the saturation, where women would struggle in that aspect. Well, I'm going to chime in on that. Um, I also, a lot of people say, oh, you know, if if you're a woman in the rap industry, it's a little bit easier for you because the goalposts is a little bit lower for you guys. I disagree. I disagree big time. Now, I'm going to tell you why I disagree, though. I think that if you have an entendre as a female artist, 
niggas are automatically impressed because they didn't expect that for some stupid reason. Like, niggas don't know who Lauren Hill is. Whatever. Beside the point. <laughs> I feel like as a guy, like, it's a little more difficult. Because, like, if you want to be respected as a lyricist, you have to be respected as a lyricist. Like, you know how much time and energy and thought goes into bars when you really care about them shits, bro? No, it's heavy. And you're getting compared to the greatest niggas of all time. And if you fall short, niggas won't hesitate to let you know. Okay. So, So, understand, like, every time that... Me personally, again, I'm not speaking for everybody, just me. Every time I create anything, like I'm I have that in the back of my mind. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like the goalpost is a little bit higher. I really feel that way. And that's not me personally and on how I perceive the industry of men versus women because I think Tiara Wack is better than most niggas that's out right now. You know what I'm saying? But I just feel like it's a little bit harder for a nigga to get respect as a rapper than it is a woman well i think that's solely because it's the pool is bigger what you mean like the pool is, like the pool is bigger it's like um it's almost like what they say all the time there's like a all right, let's, there's like a hundred there's like a million students in the, in, in in the world a hundred thousand of them actually end up getting in college you know what I'm saying? Like right. 400 get into the draft and only 11 get drafted or something. Or 30 or, or 60 get drafted and only like 30 make the team. Right. And then only five of them only start. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, example, you can name, you could have a top 10 and your top 10 is going to change. But the difference is there's more men in the game than there are women. So the thing is, I think it might be harder for the woman to be accepted in the rap game because not only is she being compared to the women, but she has to see if her bars match up to the men's. Okay. And that's, and that's what causes a bigger issue. Okay. I mean, you know, you got to understand. But like I just said, Tiara Wack is... I put Tiara Wack lyrically on a level of Kendrick. Lyrically? Yes, but I do. The, and, but and but marketability-wise, where is she? That's a different conversation. You, but you see how that... But that's but a that, different but, conversation. But that affects all a lot. It does. It, it does. And a lot. It does. And that's also the reason why a lot of people are just now finding out about Rhapsody versus when she's been fired eight years ago, nine years ago. That's mm-hmm. not necessarily anybody's fault. That's just the marketability of the artists and what they choose to do or not to do with hey, their own image. Exactly. You know, like so, we can't really, you know, like... Are you willing to? Uh, the question is. Okay, how I see far, what you're saying. It balances itself out. Yeah. Versus. It has to. Okay, I got you. It, well, it, it would, it would, I agree with you. It have to because there's no way. So in some instances it's easier, in some instances it's more difficult. Yeah, okay. but if you're, but I'm saying is if you're a woman, it's a lot harder because you have to show men that you could heavy lift. But you know what I'm saying. You also got a heavy lift while being bad. <laughs> and, and, the, and that's right, right, right. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, right. And like they have to be willing to even look at you. Otherwise, niggas not going to accept you. Exactly. Because Rhapsody has been rapping the way she's been rapping for the past 10 years. And niggas are just now talking, oh, you know, she got the track with Kendrick, the track with Busted. No. Rhapsody been fire. Right. Right. It's the whole marketability thing of it. And not, 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 and not, a, lot of, not a lot of people. Damn, I can't even speak right. No, I got there's you. There's not a lot of people that are 
are and, buying and, into that market. It's kind of like, you know, yeah. the other thing I'll speak about later. But And Lauren Hill is, is getting her just due more so recently in the past 10 years versus when she first came out. Where, respectfully, Lauren Hill is on the same level of Andre 3000. In my eyes. She's That's absolutely fair. fucking incredible. But a lot of niggas didn't really give her the time of day because she was Lauren Hill and she didn't have her titties out or her ass out in the video. No, I'm keeping it hot with you. No, you're right. You know, well, she but was just a pretty face. If we talking lyricism Apparently. and talent level, you know, she's ahead of most niggas that have ever rapped. Mm-hmm. Same mm-hmm. thing for Missy Elliott. True. But Missy Elliott, I feel like Missy is... It's a different one, conversation. She's one of the well. She's she's more of a pioneer. It's sort depth of. versus skill. Yeah, for me, Lauren go. Hill depth, Missy Elliott skill, skill. definitely skill. right. But yeah, no, nah, I, I mean, I get what you're saying. What? I get what you're saying. What's, what's the next what, shit? What, what, what we, we got here? That's the last. I think it was the last point we got. What's the last? How would this affect the industry? Um, oh, I think well, yeah, yeah. How you trying? Yeah, to well, uh, if you have not, if you have a lot of people that are independent, record labels could end up like obsolete. Obsolete or actually finally giving people what they're justly not gonna do. happen. Or I'm just saying, people are gonna lose their jobs in the process. Let me tell you something. But it will, I believe it will work itself out some way, shape, or form. There'll be more distribution deals than there are actual record deals. No. Okay, that's how I feel. I may be wrong. Let me tell you something. I'm gonna tell you a story. Okay. Two years ago, there was a guy, mm-hmm. a record label reached out to him, a big one. Um, they reached out to him and they said, you know, come come in the office, let's sit down, let's have a conversation. This kid went to have a conversation. And he went in there with decent numbers to be independent, like what, like 40,000, uh, 40 million streams worldwide across all platforms. And they had a conversation with him about potentially signing to that label for a management deal. Okay. They offered him $800,000 for five albums across one year. So one year deal on a contract. Well, five albums? Yeah. It's like I'm doing here. It's a slave deal, and it's impossible, and that's asking to get shelved because you can't do that. Nobody can, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to understand, labels are starting to see how independency is kind of making them obsolete, and they're trying to find ways to compensate for the drop-off. That's a mm-hmm. true story, by the way. We're not going to talk about who that guy was. No. But that's a true story, and that happens to a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? They find these talented individuals who might need the backing or the image or the machine or the money. Them. Yeah, and they bring them in and they say, hey, we can give you this, but we're going to give you this and we're going to take this from you. You know, with a 76% royalty on the back end, which is ridiculous because you're only getting 800000 up front and you got to give them niggas 76%. That means you get 24% of your profits, which is crazy. That's, yeah. For That's five crazy. albums. Over one year So you have to understand Record labels are starting to realize How obsolete they're becoming That's why you have the uprising of shit like You know United Masters What Steve Stout is doing They're trying to put the power back into The artists Yeah And they're giving them The insight that they need To keep their publishing To keep their masters Because they're realizing Niggas is not gonna fuck with labels no more You know like We've found a way To corner our own market we don't need y'all niggas no more. So I feel like it is going to make the industry a little obsolete in terms of, you know, as far as labels go. Because why do you need them? If, like we talked about in the beginning of the episode, you can just break out on TikTok. 
why the fuck do you need to sign <laughs> your life away? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, if you could literally make a song, make a challenge. Have it blow up. Yeah, you know, like, what's the point? The yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel you like. You need a YouTube deal. And that's why I think exactly. YouTube, started, YouTube started blowing mm-hmm. up as well. That's another thing. These streaming services are actually acting as labels now. Right. Drake has an Apple deal. What the fuck is an Apple deal? Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, niggas have title deals. Niggas have Apple deals. Niggas have Spotify deals. They are Spotify artists. I feel like the actual label is becoming a thing of the past. I think that will change. Not as much as... Not like drastically. Not like drastically. But like I said, I feel like the the amount of... Like the amount of leeway given. Like the leash will be a lot longer now. All right, well... So you think I'm labels is going to start showing love? Like, Fuck out of here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they want their money, bro. Like, it's a machine at the oh, end of the day. They want their oh, money. Oh, yeah. They want They want money. a profit. They want to capitalize. There's no way... That's okay. Bro, you literally saying slave masters is going to start paying slaves what they just do. Does that sound logical to you? Because that's what it is. Oh, well, no. Bro, Prince literally wrote slave on the side of his cheek for a reason. You telling me you think labels is going to start paying niggas what they worth because they want to stay in the game? No. Absolutely not. Okay. They're going to fuck as many people as they can yeah, until no. they can't fuck no more. No. I'm just, I'm breaking it down for you I, in I, a realistic I, aspect. Like, they're never going to give niggas what they worth, bro. Well, I'm not saying what, they were wor- what they're worth. I'm just saying that I feel like rather than it being like 24%, they're probably getting like 37 No. I have a bar. Okay. On Story of OJ, shout out to 444, Jay-Z, 13th, uh, number one platinum album mm-hmm. by the GOAT. He said, y'all niggas still taking advances, huh? Mm-hmm. Me and my niggas taking real chances. There's a reason why he said that, bro. It's literally, that's like a, a Scooby snack or like a, a Easter egg to niggas to stop signing record deals. <laughs> I understand that the nigga owns a record label, but if you peep though, the management deals are what sticks out. That's what I said. You know? Like there's a, there's a separation there. And the artist finally has a chance to do what they haven't been able to do over the course of the last few decades. I feel like niggas got to stop looking to the label. They have to. Yeah. In this day and age, you have to be more focused and fixated on what you can do for yourself versus what a label can do for you. I haven't given a fuck about a label in five Ask years. Not what you, what your country can do for you. There you go. But what you can do for your country. Who is that? JFK. There you go. <laughs> How does JFK came <laughs> The first real nigga for the niggas. No whole another conspiracy theory. Yeah. But we're not going to get into that. But you get what I'm saying, though. No, I do. I said that. I, I, I agree. Obviously, there's other things that I disagree on and, you know, what don't agree solely on. But nah, for I, the I overall. It, no, for, no, I already, already did. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm just saying, like, overall. We're on the same page. Right. It's in... Uh, not to put all of your eggs in the social media basket, but definitely water the grass. Right. We're not preaching... Water your seeds. We're not, we're not preaching social media presence to the congregation, but we are preaching independency. So it's like niggas is on the right path, you know? 
Yeah, I ain't signed a label. Right. Deal for my podcast. There you go. Niggas don't got the Spotify check coming in yet. Not yet. Right. Yeah. Wink, wink, hint, hint. Spotify. Nah, we don't want the Spotify. <laughs> we want to monetize ourselves. That works too. If we've learned anything, it's to monetize ourselves because that's what we really get our just do. Right. You know, because why are you working for somebody who, who's not doing shit for you? Why are you paying somebody else for what you could do by yourself? Hey, you, I get a one episode deal. But this is why it's important. <laughs> See, now we now we come back to the beginning of the episode. This is why it's important to connect with the fans off of the platform. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Which is why mixtapes are very important. I don't want to talk about mixtapes. Because, <laughs> because if mixtapes were so important, then all of my favorite artists who happen to be the biggest artists of all time would have mixtapes. You're right, but it also put... Kanye doesn't have a mixtape. Kanye does not have a mixtape. Jay-Z doesn't have a mixtape. One of the biggest artists changed hip-hop. J- Drake never had a mixtape. Those weren't mixtapes. They weren't mixtapes. What were they? They were EPs and LPs. Room for, room for, room for J. improvement. J. Cole had mixtapes. Room for improvement was not... This is this. All right then. <laughs> but it's a different time, though. Uh, of course, it's a different no, okay, time. No, okay, so let's. All right, so let's. Okay, so let's talk about it. Let's talk about mixtapes. So this is why I don't fucking put out mixtapes. You have to. No, no. I want to explain it to you. Okay, go ahead. I want to. I want to elaborate. All is like bashing out. Shout out to J Cole, man. What which album is that? That's uh. That was Kod. 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 Window pain. No, that's not window pain. Or the interlude. Yeah, interlude. Okay, so let me let me break it down for you. <sighs> no, it's window pain. No, it's not. Okay, definitely not window pain. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's the thing. Mm-hmm. No, it's not window pain. I guarantee you, it's not window pain. Okay. I bet I'm willing to bet my life on it. Okay. But but here's the thing. Oh. The reason Damn. why I don't put mixtapes out is mm-hmm. you have to understand a lot of niggas that put mixtapes out. They use other people's beats. I'm never going to do that because I'm a producer. Okay. First. Now, the niggas that don't use other niggas' beats, I feel like it's a waste of fucking time. Why not just make an album? Why not make an LP? Why are you having original content and calling it a mixtape when you can just put it out as an album, right? That's number two. I feel like the effort drop-off and quality is drastic when you listen to a mixtape versus an album. And I could say that as a J. Cole fan, because J. Cole's albums are better than all of his mixtapes. And you might feel differently, but that's how I feel. Kendrick Lamar's albums are better than all of his mixtapes. Unless you're a nigga like Wheezy, I don't really want a mixtape from you. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to go into a studio and waste my time. And this is no disrespect to nobody, but like, this is the reason why I got bars better than niggas' albums. Because you like mixtapes, right? I could talk about a couple's niggas mixtapes where they don't have a song that compares to a bar on my album. I feel like it's a waste of time for me to make a mixtape. You see what I'm saying? Like, why am I going to make a mixtape if I can really put my effort into something that's going to be acknowledged on a global scale? I can put this on streaming services. It could be something that can be acquitted later on. Why am I going to make a mixtape for? What is the point in that? When I can literally just direct my efforts to an album. 
also you have to understand. By the way, you just said you were against EPs as well, so I am because why am I making five when I can make eleven? That doesn't make sense. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. Why you, am I making I, five when I can make eleven? It's a money grab. And that, no, and it, it's not a money grab. It is a money grab. It's not. Let me explain. Okay, let me no, tell, no, let because me tell, the more songs you have, the higher streaming possibility you have on streaming let platforms. Let me tell you what I mean. Is Go that ahead. If you have an intellect. Perfect. You you would be the perfect example. Go ahead. You have a lot of people that are waiting for you to drop some shit, right? So let's just say, hypothetically speaking, what you mean they waiting? Last year, let me, let me just say this. What you mean they waiting? Let me just say this. Niggas let, don't know of anything let, about let, that. Let me explain the fuck what I mean. So look, I was just like you got. You let's just say you were supposed to drop in 2018, right? Holy since love. No, I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm giving an example. I. You're supposed to drop fucking. I don't know. Candy drops in fucking 2018. Don't you fucking <laughs> leak the title of the album, pal. Oh, my gosh. I said candy drops. Okay. All right. I'm just telling you, nigga. I, 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 you okay, were supposed right. to drop candy drops all right, cool. in 2018. Candy drops all right? in 2018, right? Because you had already dropped fucking Twizzlers in 2017. Okay. So everybody's like, all right, cool. We think Twizzlers are right, cool. So now everybody's anticipating the next one, Candy Store, right? Okay. So, which would, all right, you dropped it. 2019. That's what that's what they that's what they you said I'm teasing it 2019. Cool. Okay. 2018 goes on uh-huh. cuz you dropped in the beginning. Uh-huh. Or the end of 2017. Mm-hmm. So 2018 is everybody's building up waiting for it. You drop a song here. You drop a song there. Mhm. One in January, one in March. Now everybody's waiting. Waiting, right. waiting, 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 waiting. September rolls around. I wouldn't say waiting, 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 waiting. I would use maybe two waitings. Waiting, waiting. March to September. Right. A couple of waitings in there. Okay. Because you're not, you're not active at all. Are we still talking about me? Or we I, you're not active at all. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> you're not, I, did, I disagree. Cool. Hold on. Well, let me finish. Well, wait. Let me no, finish. No, no. Let me I finish. Try. No, no. Well, let me Hold finish. Okay, but let me, let me finish. So you have... So, from, Die, March, from ahead, March to September. That's OD. No, from March to September. April, May, June, July, August. I didn't do shit. You didn't do anything. That's wild. But I'm. That's never I'm, happened. I'm, I'm giving you okay, an example. Fine. Go ahead, go ahead. So go ahead, go ahead. How, how many months is that? Let me, okay, fine. Fuck That's it. Five how, months. Okay, so so for so for five months you hadn't dropped nothing. That's crazy. Regardless of what part of the year it was, for five months you didn't drop anything. All right, cool. Go ahead, go ahead. So. Boom! You drop three. You drop a five album, a five song. EP. EP to hold niggas over. That's not in my October. job. That's not my job. No, in October. That's not my job. No, in October. Right, you cool. already have the album done. The album. Oh, and I just make some bullshit. The, uh, the album was done already. And I just make some bullshit to put out. No, you you said yourself that you got everything and that you what that you did everything already, right? But the EP but, is not ever going to be on the level of the LP. If I have an LP done, why not dedicate the energy to putting the LP out? What if, promo but, for the why, LP, but why, branding but, for the LP. But why are you not? That's why I'm saying is the, the the money grab is there. No, because you could drop the no 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 no. All right, and I'm gonna tell I mean, you why. I, I'm I'm thinking based. This is how I'm thinking. You drop. No, it, I get it, and oh, yes, but at the same time, no, because and and this all depends on what you care about or even or even that or even afterward you could actually drop it after you drop the actual no. album no because that way and the, like no. at, that way it would seem more like a deluxe album or, no. or an extended version now i'm and not against a deluxe version i did that with my first project but 
That's what I'm saying. But it, no. Either, either way, it's a money grab. No, you, it's not. Okay. All right. And I'm explaining to you why. I see, bro. You have to understand. Like, there's different shit that I personally care about. I know. I that. care about my discography. Mm-hmm. So, HSL moving forward, you can forget about any type of EP or mixtape because I would like my discography to look flawless. So I'm not gonna put out. Some shit to hold niggas over until the real shit comes out. I'm not doing that. Because if I could just put some real shit out and then put some more real shit out, that's what I'm going to do. Why the fuck am I going to put out five or four songs to hold niggas over for some shit the niggas to bop to when it's not on the level of my album shit? But why am I doing that for? I also said you would drop it afterward. No, because now I have some shit that came out after the masterpiece that's substandard. Why the fuck am I doing that? As an... But this is the difference between rappers and artists, though. As an additive. No, I don't like that. I don't like that idea. Because it would have to be on the level of the shit that's on the album. uh, That's the point of a deluxe album. Okay, but but see, I'm not against that. But that's what I said. But you acting like I'm I'm foreign to that. I did that for niggas the first time. I I, I literally just... You you told me to give you an You want me to drop a fucking mixtape, and I'm not dropping a fucking mixtape. I don't don't want you to drop a mixtape. You do. No, I don't. You do. No, I do not. You want me to drop a mixtape? No, I don't. You do. No. Because when we was listening to the Nipsey shit with Hov, I said, oh, you know, I'm about to drop another mixtape, my shit booming out there. You was like, oh, no, you can't talk about mixtapes, because you don't drop them. You don't drop mixtapes. I'm not... But I don't... Okay, Kyle, let me ask you let me ask you a very serious question. Let me ask you a question. And and this is this is this is a question specific to you because mm-hmm. you feel differently about mixtapes than I do. Do you feel like the niggas who drop mixtapes, the niggas it don't matter who it is. We don't have mm-hmm. to say name no names. You do you feel like the niggas who drop mixtapes put as much into the mixtapes as I do my albums. Do you appreciate those mixtapes as much as you appreciate my albums? And it it's a yes or no on you. I don't, you know, it's not for me. It's you. I want to understand your perspective. How do you feel about the niggas that you know that drop mixtapes versus me dropping my albums? That's not... No, that sounds like a loaded question. It's not a loaded question. No, 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 no. It's a no, question. Okay. Sorry, not a, not a loaded question. It sounds like a, a question that does, that kind of doesn't coincide with each other. Meaning, what you mean? Meaning like this. No, I'm asking oh. what a value level is right. for you. But, but mixtape versus album. But I'm saying is it's completely different because no, it's not because some niggas that you know put their all into their mixtapes. I put my all into my album. There's probably one person that I know that does that. Okay, and compare that to me putting my all into my album. Right. Right, but I'm talking about there's, there's there's been plenty of times where I've listened to like Fifty Cent and G Unit's whole mixtape run. That's different. And then, but then you're talking about a mixtape era. It's not a mixtape era no more. Bro. But I'm, but that's what I'm saying. Even even when J Cole dropped a lot of his mixtapes, and I was listening to his mixtapes the okay, same way I listened to his album. But you're talking about a time where Dat Piff, where Hot New Hip Hop, where before even SoundCloud right, came because, about, so, so then nobody but, nobody drops music on these platforms. Right, anymore. most people just drop songs. Right. So which, so which is what I was saying to so you. So why the fuck would I release a mixtape on Apple Music if I could just release an album? So then re- and it be mixed better. And it be produced better. And it be mastered better. And the lyricism be better. Why the fuck am I dropping a mixtape? I'm talking about for everything that you don't want to put out. Oh, you say, you say I should make a compilation album of shit that never came out. That's what I said. An unreleased compilation mixtape. 
I'm not fucking doing that. Okay, then don't do it, nigga. I don't know. I'm not holding a gun to your fucking head. Don't do it. If you but don't want to do like, it, don't do it. I'm no, not. No. I'm not saying if you play me one on one right now, you no, no, gonna no. sell your soul. No, but here's the thing. I feel like you hold me to a different standard because no. I don't put mixtapes no, out. No, no, I don't hold you. to No, a, but I'm no. just. I'm telling you how I feel. That's good. I feel like you hold me to a different standard because I don't. I don't choose to put mixtapes out. Wonderful. But I don't want to put mixtapes out because I feel like. Why? I'm going to put my all into whatever I'm doing regardless, so why not just make it an album? So do that. But why is it that you feeling different because I don't release mixtapes? Because there's nothing else to go off of. Like I said, when the HSL dropped? HSL dropped in 2019. Mm. What year are we in? We just, we just entered 2021. Mm. Okay, niggas is getting an album this year. Right, cool. That's fine. Okay. You know, you also have to understand the amount of the run that happens after the album comes of out. Of course, I'm not saying I'm, HSL came out in June, bro. It didn't I'm, come out in January. I understand that, which is why I changed the. That's why I changed my whole statement about just five months in general. I feel like whatever type of artist you are, if then you, do that. If do you what you want to do. Mixtapes, flourish in mixtapes. There's niggas who rap on mixtapes better than niggas who rap on albums. Yeah, that's. I'm not saying that. And it's it's a standard thing. I just my preference is. I never I look. I told you that I never went against your preference. I told you what I like and what it is. But, but you but like albums. But I, knowing I, you, you actually like albums. Yeah, though. I like albums. You now. love albums. They because like no, that shit. Saying, like, not many people are putting out any more mixtapes anymore because they realize that the money is in singles. All right, so let me ask you a question. And don't you fucking lie for the podcast. What's your favorite J Cole project ever? I, if you sit here and say Friday Night Lights, I'm getting up and leaving. No. This will be ever, the one where I walk. No, Ever would probably be KOD now. Okay, but what's the second one? Second favorite. That's tough. No, no, it's 2014. It's 2014. No, but I, okay, but, but okay. So that's two albums, right? Yes. And J. Cole's put out mixtapes, and you're a J. Cole mixtape fanatic, right? right? And the third, okay, my so third then, favorite okay, one is Friday Night Lights. Fantastic, nigga. So, <laughs> so literally, but it's it's tied. Me from for me, Friday Night Lights and twenty fourteen. You fucking lying. From and how I feel you're about fucking it. Lying. Okay, you're lying. I'm not lying. Twenty fourteen is tied with you. How I feel. Friday Night Lights. How I feel about it. I'm not sitting here going down, breaking down the analytics of each song, song by song, breaking it down. No, I'm talking about the feel of it. The feel of the album okay. and the feel of the mixtape hit different. They hit almost the same for me. Okay. How I feel like the how how the, the same feeling that I get from Friday Night Lights is kind of the same feeling I got from 2014, which is why I liked it so much. I got another question for you. Biggest 50 fan I know, right? Yeah. Favorite 50 project. No, no, that's not difficult. Because yes, when is. I get in your fucking car, yes, it is. No, 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 because when I get in the car, I know what your favorite Fifty Project is. Nah, so what's your, no, no, no. Okay, Kyle, what's your favorite? No, don't don't that, you that, fucking sit here and blaspheme in front of me for this podcast. That's tough. What's your favorite Fifty Project? But that is tough, Kyle. Be honest. I'm no, no, telling you. No, no, no. no, no. Don't look at the, look at me. Oh, what's your favorite I'm Fifty Project? Tell you this shit is tough. Oh, man, oh, that's really tough. All right, I mean. Don't you push your agenda. What's your favorite? I'm not pushing my agenda. It's, it's between the first two albums. Okay, wonderful. All right. Now, how many mixtapes has 50 put out? A lot, right? Fantastic. No. No, yes, he has. Mm-mm. 50 was a mixtape nigga. Mm-mm. So this, you're proving my point. No, you respect. Was a All right, whatever. Even your favorite niggas, you respect their albums more than they mixtapes. 
So why is it that you think I should be putting mixtapes out? This is the question I'm asking. I d- you ready? Because I would appreciate you more. Why? I just told you why. But why? Why? Because you appreciate the because street I appreciate music. Me- that's what it is. There you go. But that's not who I am, though. Okay. But see, so I have to accept you as you are now. That's, I don't, but see, that's some bullshit. I, that, that's what because it is. You accept it? me as I am, but you would accept me more if I put mixtapes out. There you go. I, 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 that's fucking ridiculous. No, it's not. That's ridiculous. Someone's like having so a how wife. How you feel about Kanye? How do I feel about Kanye? He's never put a mixtape out ever. Okay. So how do you feel about him? Where do you revere him as? How do you feel about niggas who've never put mixtapes? How do you feel about Jay? Jay never put a mixtape out. No. Isn't Jay one of your favorite rappers? Yeah. Matter of fact, isn't Jay your favorite rapper? Yeah. What's oh, your point? Okay, so but in that case, it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> okay, but it, then well, it doesn't fucking matter. What is the point? What's because your point? Because Jay's your favorite rapper. Okay. And he's never put a mixtape out. Okay. I rest my fucking case. Okay. That's it. I don't understand what you got from this. Because although you care about mixtapes... You really don't give a fuck about mixtapes because your favorite shit is not fixated around any mixtape. Whatever. It's okay. Let me ask you this: mm. What's your favorite Nipsey project? Okay, I rest my Victor. fucking case. Probably Victory Lab. Okay, but there we go. That's an album. How many mixtapes does Nipsey, Nipsey have? Six, seven? Yeah, but Mailbox Money would be obviously the one I would listen to prior to listening to. Victory okay, but, but Victory Lap is your favorite part. But Victory Lap dropped, yeah. Because but, 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 the, but the Victory But Lab, you know the coolest part about it is seeing the actual progression of the oh, artist. Fucking progression. You can see the progression from that first album to Holy Son's Love to Colors, nigga. I don't need mixtapes no, for that. Nobody told you. Okay, you know what? I feel like you're just disregarding everything. No, I'm, I'm not disregarding it. No, no, I really feel like you're disregarding everything that I'm saying. Yes, do I appreciate 50 Cent? Yes. Oh, I think Get Rich or Die Trying is, is a phenomenal. But I could bump Beg for Mercy as if he never... You know what I'm saying? Like he didn't or not break for mercy. No mercy, no fear. I could I could bump guess who's back. Guess who's back was fire. But how does it make you feel though? What you mean how does it make me how feel? I, your, I, I love guess your, but guess, how does guess who's back try and make you feel though. Guess you feel invigorated. I, so does yo have, guess who's back is probably one of my favorite projects ever. Okay. And that's one of fifties mixtapes. Alright. But that but again, like you said, it's a totally different era. It's a different era. Jay Z was dropping freestyles every now and then. Yeah. Alright then. You wouldn't drop a mixtape, right? Maybe. So which means he dropped something in between albums, right? Gave niggas a freestyle uh, two months ago. Okay, that's fine. It's wonderful. That's fucking wonderful. Now what? Now we wait. <laughs> Alright then. Now we wait is fire. <laughs> I prove my point. Your Honor, the defense rests. All right, so so here's the thing. I feel like the reason why you would appreciate it if I dropped things in between my projects is because of the amount of time it takes me to drop a project, correct? Yes or no? Mm-hmm. It takes me about a year, year and a half to drop a project, right? After my last one, right? Mm-hmm. But understand, like, there's a lot of time and effort that goes into these projects, and I'm trying to create timeless shit. I'm not just, yo, bro, there's a lot of music that comes out, we listen to it, and we don't give a fuck about it in two weeks. Like, bro, there's people that still, like, HSL still resonates with niggas from the day that it came out almost three years later. You see what I'm saying? Like, you have to understand, sorry, two years later. So you have to understand, like, I'm trying to make timeless shit. You know, like, niggas say, oh, you know, uh, what's the quote, bro? 
um, what's the quote? What's the quote about waiting? What's waiting? The quote about waiting and, and, and greatness. Oh, good things come to those who wait. Is that the quote I'm talking about? Yeah, it is that. Kind of. You know, like, if you, if you really want some shit that's masterful, it's going to take a little bit more time. You know? Mm-hmm. We're talking about Jay-Z, who's arguably the greatest ever, right? Okay. He put an album out every one and a half years, technically. It came out calendar year every year he put an album out. But it was a year and a half. And all of his albums are timeless. So you have to understand, like, even though I'm out on that level, I'm trying to create shit on that level. And that's why it takes so long for me to put an album out. Because I care that much about the longevity of the artwork that I'm creating. I'm trying to make museum-worthy shit. I'm not trying to make some shit for people to be like, oh, that's a cool song. And then, like, nobody gives a fuck about it in a couple in a couple weeks. Because there's a lot of niggas that make music where I don't even remember the shit that they made after I heard it. True. You see what I'm saying? I understand that part. That's the only real difference here. The only thing I said is that we're waiting. Oh, shit. Man. But that's fine. That, that's fine. Look, if that's how you feel, if that's how you, if that's how you want to operate, yo, and, cool. and not for nothing, it's a lot of pressure too. Like, it's a lot of fucking pressure, bro. You gotta understand, I'm coming off some. That's yo, bro. I don't have nothing behind me. I'm completely independent. HSL is over 45 million streams. I'm coming off of some shit where I'm trying to outdo that shit. Can we not agree? Every time a project has come out, it's been better than the last one. Okay. Okay, cool. So understand, if I'm trying to outdo the last shit. All I said is you drop a deluxe album after you drop your album. With the new shit? With the new shit. I don't know, man. Okay, well then fuck it. Do what you want to do. I'm just telling. I'm, I'm just telling you that this is what I was saying. I get real attached to the shit in the moment. So it's like if I'm not if that shit don't make the album, I'm not really gonna want to release it to the public afterwards. Okay, well. But you're saying that you don't appreciate me as much because I don't. No, that's not what I said. I said I would appreciate you more. It's the same shit. No, it's not. I mean, it's the same shit. Mm-mm. It's the same exact shit. It's not. You would appreciate me more if I did, mm-hmm. but you don't appreciate me as much because I don't. Mm. It's the same shit. It's not. I guess. I fucking guess. We going to the fucking outlet pass after this shit. <laughs> Go ahead. What's, what's, your, what's, what's your subject of the outlet pass? Uh, is the NCAA over with because of the D-League? NCAA being over with with the G-League. I think it is very possible that in the next five years, the NCAA has a, a lot to worry about. Because if dudes start changing their minds and, and jumping from high school to the G-League, well... <laughs> the NCAA is gonna have to do some uh, some uh, thought, you know, some thinking to do because the, I believe the G League contract is you come in at about eighty grand a year mm-hmm. or something like that, and they have a whole program basically in place to where you can kind of, you know, come in the game and you play for money. You know what I'm saying. So would so, you say that? Uh, the G League is people choosing to take matters into their own hands, kind of like the artist being independent versus it's the signing it's, it's to the a, label. It's the free agency aspect of it all as well. Right. Just, just, just in general. How do you feel about it, though? I, I, I think it's wonderful. I think they should have never got rid of the rule to begin with. So you think it's a little bit more fruitful for somebody to go to the G League out of college versus going to the NCAA? I mean, okay, G League out of high school versus going to the NCAA? Yeah. The only the, the only good is that you get an education. But what is the recruiting 
That's a bit good, by the way. It depends because, on who you talk no, no, to. No, because, no, no, it is. Because, look, a lot of niggas, injuries, a whole bunch of shit happens. It's good to have an education to fall back on. However. That's something we talked about already. That is something we talked about. Um, Having a plan B. Okay. But how do you how do you feel about people going straight to the G League versus going to college? Do you feel like the recruiting is the same? Because I feel like the recruiting is a little more, you know. Mm-mm. It's a, it's about the same. You think so? It's a, it's about the same. Well, you would know more than I. Uh, it's a, it's about the same. It's, I mean, granted, it's a little bit different, obviously, because your grades are involved. So these niggas going to the G League to recruit people for the NBA. Yeah, that's heavy. what that's like what it is. Though. Well, yeah, that's what they would. They're going. I mean, it's it's okay. changing as as it's getting, like who Basley was the first person to do it. Who's that? Basley, who plays for um, he plays for OKC. I, okay. I don't know why I forget his first name, but Basley did it. He had committed to Syracuse, then decommitted and joined the G League. Played a year in the G League. Boom! Now he's a pro. Right. He's actually doing pretty good. Shout out to OKC. So it's like. I don't know. It's a it's a fifty fifty situation for me. I I just truly believe that since the NCAA and that's a, and that's a way bigger what if because at least let's just say if I get hurt in the G League after I make the team, you know what I'm saying? I I still get paid somewhat or something, right? Opposed to like yeah, I might lose my scholarship if I get hurt in college. Well, fuck it. There goes my education. You see how that's tied in? That that's crazy, right? So I don't know. I I would personally believe that the G League will take over, and I also I want to say this about the WNBA. Mm-hmm. I feel like that needs to change as well. Right. Granted, we all know how a whole revenue system works, which is the problem. I that, have to use the bathroom right now. That <laughs> I can't wait. Go ahead, take over, Chief. <laughs> this is bad. Oh man. But I I just feel that the, the, that the WNBA is can be helped a lot easier because when you have a bunch of contracts that they I mean from what I from what I remember is that they were saying that there was more of the uh, the CBA the, the the revenue was split like fifty fifty or something like that or not even fifty fifty there was more going to the teams than there were going to the players so with that being said the players were getting you know, the short end of the stick when it comes to their contracts. When you got people that are quote unquote lower tier NBA players making buku dollars opposed to the top tier WNBA players. But of course we all know about revenue and how much the people are watching and stuff like that. When that happens is when that's when you start seeing the money start falling off. I do feel the I feel like the NBA can also partner with the WNBA more than what they've already done. Because apparently they've been doing a lot. But enough to where you can create like a fund or something like that. For like, let's just say every every NBA find, every, 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 sorry, every NBA find, half of that should be going to the WNBA. You know what I'm saying? Like like a pot kind of thing. And I don't know. I feel like that's my, that might be a little bit more acceptable because I, I don't know. It just feels a little bit better to me. That's how I think. But I could be wrong. You okay, man? I mean, yeah, we back. Okay, goodness gracious. So, I don't we know. back. That's what I was. That was my biggest thing. I basically told them that I feel like the WNBA and the NBA could work a little bit better as far as what it is, the money, the money aspect of it all. But 
I'm not going to get too much into that. But yeah, just to answer the question, yes, the NCAA could be in trouble in the next five years, how I believe. Especially if people start taking the leap from high school to the G League. Right. So I guess we're going to move on to the basement bartender then, unless you got anything to say. No, that's it. You got it. All right, so we got the basement bartender. What I'm going to do is it's called Cranberry Sauce. You need to get your two shots of Duce, two shots of cranberry juice, and squeezed lime. Sounds fantastic. It is amazing. It tastes like cranberry sauce. It's the tartness of the cranberry juice and the lime, of course, and the sweet taste of Duce. Right. To top everything off in a glass. Well, Wonderful. thank you for tuning in, guys. Ladies. Gentlemen, women, we've been um, we've been pump faking with this website for about a month and a half. I know, the Wayne Wade pump fake, and we getting a lot of fouls. Right, I've been going to the line a lot. Right, knocking down free throws. I don't know how many times I could do this in a row. We're gonna release the website next week, and I also got to hand one when it came to the phone line. And the phone line will be operating next week as well. We're gonna get there. Bear with us. <laughs> 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 Listen, we gonna get there. We we nah, we we on. We on the way. We on the way. Slight delays and a couple of things, but you know, we love y'all, so we want you to to love us back. Facts. Okay. That's it. You didn't have to walk away from the mic. No, I did not, because you already did it for me. I had to go to the bathroom. Though. The wine is crazy right now, bro. And we about to open the Terramano. Reposado. That's what we doing, the Reposado. Yep, it's happening. All right, so I guess uh, until episode 14, you know.